This is Underground You are where you're from. Hi, my name is Ace. I am in, I'm the lead guitarist and backing vocalist for Wither Veins, a grunge band out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, I'm, when I checked out the music, I thought I, I kind of put Doom Sludge, but it, yeah, grunge too. I was like, I, oh, it's the Halloween yeah. costume meme. <laughs> it's a Doom and Sludge. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, this this new album that that we have coming out. It's uh, it's called Advanced Decay, and it's going to have some of those those influences uh, more more prevalent than we have in the past. I would say. Right on, man. So this is going to be a full length record. Yes. Well, to give me the Winter Vein story. Okay. So um, we started out. Uh, in, uh, December of 2017, I, I'm the original, uh, member, if you will. I, I was the one that, that got everybody together. Um, I was working at Sweetwater at the time, and any of you musicians, uh, listening to this, you'll know Sweetwater. Um, so I was working in the warehouse in there, and I found, a guy to play drums and a guy to play bass and I met a guy through uh, one of my Facebook groups to do vocals and uh, so we started like I said December 2017 is when we formed um, I am the only remaining original member um, all those guys have since moved on to different projects so uh, that's kind of how we got started well tell me about let's talk about the advanced decay how many songs we got on it we got 12 12 yep. so there was Bullseye and Subhuman are those your records too? Are those singles or those are singles? So um, those are both on our Downward Dogma. That is our first uh, and uh, to date only uh, LP. And then we had a uh, in 2020 or uh, spring of 2019, we released a an EP called uh, When Blood Runs Cold. Uh, so that has, uh, Withered Veins, our, our self-titled track, and it has Pointless Thoughts on it. 
And then the ones you mentioned, Bullseye and Subhuman, those are both singles leading up to Downward Dogma, which was released in uh, November of 2020. Uh, we originally were just going to have uh, three singles. I, I usually just do three singles for, for a full-length album. And then uh, everything got pushed back with the with the pandemic, and so we uh, recorded or we decided to release a couple more singles just to keep keep some interest in our stuff up. And so then we ended up tacking on since we didn't want to do you know five singles for a twelve track album, so we we whipped up uh, three more tracks for it, and uh, so that was our fifteen fifteen track album that like I said got released in November twenty twenty, so uh here on I think it's the fourteenth or fifteenth, which is my birthday, it's gonna be uh two years. Hey, you've been at it a while. I didn't realize that much that there's that long. Yeah. It's like what so well how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh twenty six. I say you sounded pretty young. So yeah. if you like if you could narrow down somebody as like a someone you saw at a concert or even on TV or whatever, and you said, "I want to do that. I want to play music." Who would that be? And you could have more than one answer. It's okay. That's an easy one. Uh, that would be Allison Chains. Well, really? Uh, Did you see him yeah. live? I have not. Um, I was going to, and then uh, this was in 2018, right after we formed the band. They uh, had just released Rainier Fog, and they were doing the the supporting tour, and they were going to come to South Bend, which is like an hour from Fort Wayne. Right. And then the net, and then two days later, they were going to be at Rock on the Range in Columbus, and uh, it just so happened that about two weeks prior to that, I got a job at GM, and I wasn't able to go because they. I was getting hired on as a temp, and they don't like to, with it being a big factory job, they're they're not big on letting people uh, take time off when they just started, so I, I wasn't able to go. I was pretty pissed, but uh, whenever they whenever they come back around to Fort Wayne or to Indianapolis or Detroit or something, I'm definitely going to go. Oh, my gosh. I had tickets one time. This was the Dirt Tour, so that's <laughs> okay. how long ago it was. They were going to play. They were going to play somewhere in Lexington, which is where University of Kentucky is. And yeah. like my my buddy and I, we live way over in Western Kentucky, but three four hour drive. We were at a party. We were drunk as hell, and his girlfriend called from UK. Said, "I got you tickets from a scalper," and we left this party and drove all night. <laughs> <laughs> and we get, and we get there and find out Lane Staley had overdosed. It is, oh, oh, and the rest of the tour was canceled. I'm pretty sure it was a dirt tour. It, it had yeah. to either be a dirt or sap or something, but it was right there in that time. 92, it, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it, we weren't, we weren't old enough to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I tell you what, if I, if I could, if I could go back and see them during the heyday, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, one of the singles that we released on, uh, Downward Dogma was called Lost Voice, and that was one of my, that was a tribute to Lane Staley, that song was, because he was such a big inspiration on me. And we, what I did was, see, I have, I have Photoshop and I went to school for graphic design and shit, so I do all that shit myself. And, uh, so I took, 
uh, screen cap of him in the, in the music video for Woods, and I did like a silhouette of it, and then uh, I did the background had like a like a uh, radial kind of thing, and it had uh, pink and purple from the unplugged uh, album cover. So that was like uh, that was my tribute to him that we released that one during the pandemic. And because uh, he was, like I said, he was such a huge influence on me, him and Jerry Cantrell both. Well, what is your favorite song to play live right now? Oh, man. That's a tough one. I like playing all of them. Uh, <laughs> um, I would probably say, I'd probably say Subhuman. Just because uh, that one's our most popular song. And uh, it typically, typically we start the, the show with it. And, uh, People tend to really get down with it, and it's uh, you know it's a deeply personal song, and so uh, yeah, it's, it's really fun to play. So is it? Why is it personal? Is it is it okay we discuss that? Yeah, yeah. So um, I this one, I wrote this one actually back in 2019. Uh, I was I had seen people on the internet. Uh, people that I knew uh, comparing being in the LGBT community to bestiality and really irritated me. And uh, so I, I, I mean, I, once I was able to gather my thoughts and put them into words, I mean, that those lyrics came out in, I don't know, half hour, maybe. I mean, it, it just, float out of me and so uh to see that people enjoy that enjoy my song that you know i put a lot of not necessarily in terms of time hard work but a lot of emotion into it then uh you know that's definitely something special you definitely you definitely don't get the the impression that that's what it's about you know when you when you read the lyrics you kind of it's kind of one of those ones where you almost just have to ask me like you just did, you know. What would you say your favorite show you ever played was? Um, I would say we did a um, – I hope I get this right because we've played, we've played with the same – we played with a few bands that were good friends with a few different times. But I, there was one show that we played here in Fort Wayne, and I, it was at a place called O'Sullivan's. It was a really uh, popular – uh, bar here in town and uh we played with a band called uh the paper heart which is uh our original singer that's his band going way back like 10 years he formed that band um and then there was one with a, a pop punk band called cedar street that we've become good friends with and uh so we each had an hour-long set and you know it was a pretty pretty packed out place and uh it was just it was just a good time all around, you know. Yeah, so Paper Heart and Cedar Street, if you're listening, you need to become guest on my show. I'll just throw in a little shameless plug there. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, I will. I will definitely let them know. Cedar Street, I just it just first thing I thought was Gigi Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't get I don't get the reference. You have to explain that one, right? <laughs> because he had female backup singers at one time called Cedar Street Sluts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's, the first, that's, the, that's the first place my mind went. 
<laughs> I don't, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I never, I guess I never bothered to ask where the name comes from. I don't know if, <laughs> if, uh, one or, or multiple of those guys grew up on a Cedar Street or what, but it's a, it, it's a pretty, pretty fitting name for a pop punk band. Pan, yeah, it, it pop is. Pop <laughs> band, I would say. Pretty, you'd think of something like that for a band like that. Well, here's the counter question. Could you narrow down your, Least favorite live show. This is one of my favorite questions. Uh, yes, I can, and it just happened recently. Um, it was our first, uh, it was our first show outside of uh, Indiana, and we went up to Detroit and played a Ooh. place called uh, played a place called Corktown Tavern. And being originally from Michigan, I was super excited to go to Detroit. I grew up about an hour from there, so. Not super familiar with it because we didn't go up there all the time, but it was still kind of felt like a homecoming to me. And then uh, it literally nobody showed up. Like I get, I didn't know this ahead of time, but I guess the bar that we played at has kind of uh, rebranded, and they went from being appealing to like the bikers and the metalheads to uh, trying to appeal to the hipsters. And people didn't like that, and so they kind of boycotted it. And so, I mean, it was early September, a Saturday night, and nobody showed up. And I was I was just stunned. And I will say it's not entirely their fault because I don't think that that I did I did I don't think I did a good enough job of promoting it in the areas where it could have helped. But I they I will say that. I, I don't think anybody uh, did a good enough job of, of promoting it. And then just, I think just the area of town that it was in, too, it was kind of, it wasn't really on the main drag. You know, it was right it was right next to Tiger Stadium, and it's kind of, there's not a whole lot going on there after hours. So um, it was just kind of a perfect storm of, of things that led to that. So uh, definitely, I've definitely learned from that. Next time we go to Michigan, we're going to do a lot better job. That happens, man. It's hard to get people out, especially if they don't know who you are. It's, it's oh, yeah. really hard. And plus, it's Detroit. <laughs> You're lucky yeah. you still had tires on your on your vehicle. <laughs> I don't guess it's all bad, but I don't know. There's there's plenty of bad yeah. parts to it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's, I will say that like the part of town that we were in. Even though there wasn't a whole lot going on, it wasn't like eight mile or anything like that. So, right. You know, it was, you know, it was pretty well lit. They had a uh, little, uh, you know, like the old school uh, street lights, or it looks like the lantern on the on the post. They had those all the way down. It was a uh, cobblestone street. Uh, there just, like I said, there just wasn't much going around it. So, you know, there it was definitely better than. Some of the parts of Detroit, but uh, we'll definitely find a better venue next time we go up there. Oh man, if you could get somebody like to to get on a bill like the Trash Brats or like Jeff Dahl or somebody there, man, you that would be awesome. Okay, yeah, Jeff Dahl. He 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 never got big in the United States, but he got big in like. Sweden and stuff, but he's a Detroit punk rocker. <laughs> like okay. no, nobody in America hardly like he's not hardly he's not definitely not a household name here. <laughs> it's like yeah. he he he's 
pretty big there. So are the trash brats. They're they're freaking awesome. You said you worked at Sweetwater. Did did you uh did you have to receive boxes and boxes of candy or? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that wasn't. I I was I wasn't receiving, but uh, <laughs> I um I didn't do that. I just did you know a bunch of the you know all the instruments and everything. I I didn't do. Uh, drum kits or guitars because, uh, drum kits were pretty, uh, complex and then guitars were, uh, they had to be received differently into the system because they all had a serial number. And so we couldn't just, you know, put them on a skid when we were done and have them go to the thing. And then that, they also had to sit in the warehouse for, I think, 24, 48 hours to, to acclimate to the to the conditions inside there, so the wood didn't warp or anything like that. So they always had the most experienced guy doing that. I was I was only there for a year, so uh, but I can tell you I I learned so much about uh, you know the different brands of guitar picks and strings and uh, harmonicas and all that different stuff. You played at the Ruin, which I thought it shut down. Uh, no, it. Um, I think it was Skeletons, and that shut down, and then it became the ruin. Oh, oh, cause, so it's in Fort Wayne. Yes. Yeah, Skeletons. I was going to ask if that was still around. <laughs> skeletons. Well, yeah. I've never, I've never been there, but I, I had several people to tell me you should go up there. You should go up there, and I never did. But I, I yeah. was thinking the ruin was like in Greensburg or something. And oh no, I thought you. I thought maybe it had opened back up. So it's a different run, okay? But you played with the with a a local favorite here, the Dead Speak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I played with them, and uh, they're called Ulm. It's a French name. They're from Quebec. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they they were doing like a whole U.S. thing. So uh, they're uh, they now they are what you would typically think of like sludge and stuff. So they were really super heavy. A lot of uh, guttural vocals and all that. That was, uh, yeah, that was a that was pretty intense. I I was a big fan of the Dead Speak as well. I really I really liked what they did, and we kind of hit it off with them. And it was cool to see them go all the way to fucking Seattle and all that stuff. So, getting off on different different tangents here. I hope you don't mind. It's just, it's just fun talking to you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm all about. I I find myself rambling too, so don't. <laughs> but we are approaching that time. Everything, get me everything you want to plug in before we wrap it up. Okay. So, like I said, um, the album is called Advanced Decay. Uh, it is. But, uh, as you saw in the meme, for people that don't follow our socials, uh, grunge, but with, uh, doom and sludge, uh, elements. And then there's a couple, a couple tunes in there that have some, some different, uh, stuff going on. Uh, there's one that has like a, like a Latin feel to it that I'm pretty excited about. That one's called Take You Home. Uh, that one's gonna be our third single we released right before the album. Uh, and then our other material is uh, When Blood Runs Cold, which is our first EP, and then Downward Dogma, which is our full length. Okay. Are these available on vinyl or cassette or CD? Or? 
we we have CDs. We don't have vinyl or cassette, and then they can be found on all your streaming platforms as well. Do all of you sing? Uh, just me and the bassist. The bassist okay. is. Uh, I guess I should give the the names of the guys. So it's um, David Wynn is the bassist and the lead vocalist. And then, uh, like I said, my name is Ace, and I do guitar and backing vocals. I do some lead vocals. And then our drummer is Nick DeGunya. Uh, he doesn't do any any vocals there. Well, because playing drums and singing is hard. <laughs> it is. It is. I've only I've only been in one in one band, and it was with my best friend that where the where he he was actually a drummer and he sang. So yeah, I get it. It's super hard to do. The final question. What would you say the best musical advice you've ever been given was? It's a good one. Um, <laughs> I would say that um, you just have to get out and network. You know, if you want to make it, you know, outside of your city and outside of your state and, you know, make some decent money playing original music, you just got to go out and go to shows and network with people and meet bands and venue owners and uh you know maybe there'll be some uh you know one show there was a guy that was like an ar type and so uh yeah just networking Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.